You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to the Retro Detroit Nerd Fighters Podcast. My name is Ian the Well-Informed, and I'm here with Filthy Yubi, correct? No clever quote this week. No clever quote this week? Just no clever comeback? <laughs> no, not today. Not today. Not today. Um, kind of like um, E3 and um, what's it called? Electronic Arts Presentation? Yeah, there, that wasn't very much any of anything e- either. But yeah. I still feel I'm coming in ahead of them. You're coming in ahead of them. <laughs> Just by, um, are you going to, um, like, say, um, talk about Anthem or anything like that? No. No? No. I, um, I kind of have a little bit of an Anthem myself um, that I have to read on this. Um if you can't seem to stay ahead of your bills, then this message is for you. How would you like to have a large portion of your credit card debts, medical bills, and department uh, store debt forgiven? National Credit Card Relief would like to give you free information on a proven debt forgiveness program. This program has been used by thousands to legally forgive millions in unsecured debt. It's not bankruptcy. It's not consolidation. This special program actually wipes clean a portion of your debt that is forgiven from what you owe your creditors. Call for free information and get all your questions answered in the first free call. The more you owe, the more you can save. If you have at least 10000 or more in credit card bills, this debt forgiveness program can be very effective. Call for free information and find out more now at 800 800- Two one eight seven one seven zero. There is no cost or obligation for the information. Don't wait. Call one eight hundred two one eight seven one seven zero. That's eight hundred two one eight seventy one seven zero. Get your debt problem solved. Call eight hundred two one eight seventy one seventy today. So, that being said, um, okay. Now that um, now that our bills are paid, now that our bills are paid, and actually have money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, Going back to E three. Um, so overall, I kind of wasn't too impressed by anything that I saw. I, um, maybe that was just because I spent all my time playing, playing, and finishing finally God of War. But um, um, oh boy, was it tough or. Oh boy, it was. <laughs> but oh boy, is there a twist at the end? That's, that's all I'll say. Is it a good twist? Yes, I, it, I liked it, and, and it's a it's a whole lot of I don't know what that means. I'm interested in finding out. And this is why and we be, ca- oh, and because uh, and because nothing at E3 was going to answer that question. It kind of really didn't do much for me. It really kind of didn't do much for me either. 
outside of the trailer for the new Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I'm looking forward to. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I just want to see if they drop any Easter eggs for God of War or any of the other similarly uh, themed games we've seen over the years back in uh, ancient Greece. No, they're going to put... They're going to put this giant red hat with an M on the side, and a, you'll be able to throw it at people and oh, then yeah. kill them in one fell swoop. Ah, yes. That's what I'll happen. Yeah, good th- yeah. <laughs> didn't even think of that. But you're yeah. right. That could happen as well. That could happen, um, especially if it goes onto the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh which announced one of their like main titles, um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is kind of a four point five to every um, to the uh, Wii U game. Well, as long as I can play as Waluigi, I'll be all set. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm not buying a Switch now. You're not buying a Switch. Nope. You'd... No point now. Um. I mean, there is one person who can voice hack that into the game, mm-hmm. but you'd probably have to play as Luigi. Would that suffice? Well, I'm sure. I'm sure some hacker will come up with a mod and that'll put Waluigi in the game. Yeah, they, these hackers are do some crazy stuff. Yeah, seeing that the Switch can be homebrewed and that type of stuff, but you know that. They are putting in Ridley, right? Mm-hmm. And how, um, how well, um, they, um, succumb to all the memes and so they. So they close off one set of memes just for, to just to get <laughs> another, another set. Yeah, like, well, the Wii memes are, well, the Ouija memes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it's un- kind of unfortunate uh, to a level. But I have a feeling that if they're putting um, all the characters from every Smash Brothers games, that he will be one that is probably DLC in the end. <laughs> I think so. He'll make he'll be, he'll be the final boss. He'll be the, taking the place <laughs> of Master Hand. I bet <laughs> that would. Uh, it would be funny if it were just like this big, huge hand, and then it shrinks down to become Waluigi or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was me all along. <laughs> yeah, Waluigi. <laughs> but no. But yeah, I'm, I'm going back over the list of uh, of games that were announced at E3, and not really too much that uh, personally has my attention. Um, there were the big heavy hitters, of course, like Anthem, um, which, you know, depending on how you feel about EA, could be the greatest thing ever or the greatest train wreck ever. Um, yeah. I mean, my only question is, do you have to kneel down for it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, or uh, well, stand I, up if, for it? Yeah, I if kind you of, kneel down for Anthem, I think uh, the NFL might have an issue with that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. <laughs> no, but well, 
I mean, we'll still break the rules because we'll have to sit down, but <laughs> you have to sit down eventually. Yes. No. Um, that's... Although I guess they're they're doing it. There's going to be a new Battle Toads. There's going to be a new Battle Toads. I'm still uh, working on the first one. You're still. <laughs> everyone's still, still working on the first one. I still can't get through that tunnel. Yeah, it, he, that's everyone's biggest problem uh-huh. with that game. Getting through that, um, uh, is it third level tunnel? Yep. Yeah, I played that game once, and I always died at the stage before that. I never oh, got yeah, to the tunnel. Down, yeah, going down the big uh, cylinder. <laughs> that was what I said when I played that again last night, and I couldn't get to the bottom. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> But no, um, uh, that should be that should be our outro. All right. Although uh, Devil May Cry Devil May Cry Five was also announced. Yeah. Um. Um, but yeah, um, you said Devil May Cry came out. Yeah, um, Devil May do. Cry Five. So I guess that whole DMC series was is uh, not going to happen. Yeah, that's a one off uh, that everyone's going to pretend didn't happen. Yeah, uh, but at least they'll have all of like the main cast for it. Um, I forget who else um got put in. I forget the cast of characters for Resident Evil. Not Resident Evil. Um, Devil, Devil May, May Cry. Cry. Um, <laughs> well, it's Dante and Virgil, and actually, I haven't kept up with that series, so I I don't know. Yeah, they brought out, I believe, Virgil like mm-hmm. at the very end. <laughs> yeah, I just know I was one of the few people who actually liked uh, DMC, so. Yeah, and I don't like DLC though. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, they look. It looks like a really. It looks like it might um be up to the hype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Um, what else? Um, I see as my bullet point number two that um, his name is Chris Hardwick. Um, Any particular reason you're singling him out? Um, um, lady by the name of, I forget her name, but she um, wrote a letter about her um, rose-colored glasses and how he's kind of um, how he's kind of a pretty evil guy on the inside. <laughs> sense yes <laughs> i don't um, even think waluigi's that evil uh, i don't think he is either but it's at least uh, lightening misunder- the mood he's, he's misunderstood <laughs> yes um, um so she wrote a letter to the general public saying that she was um um like sexually assaulted and also um blacklisted and we had talked earlier about a 
company that had done the same thing to one of their coworkers. Um, do you remember who that is? I am drawing a blank right now. Um. <clears throat> All right. Um, uh, that company, its name is Channel Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I I remember that now. Um, but the but going back to the letter the letter that was written, um, the thing that I took away from it was it, it kind of really shows you how a lot of a lot of times you don't recognize this stuff as it's happening. You only recognize it once you're out of the situation and you can really reflect back. I mean, once um, and I look at it as sort of a um like a little bit of um blackmail and also just being in a um uh, being forced to not um be able to speak for oneself like um mm-hmm. but um I yeah I, but I, but as it was happening you know she, um she was doing all sorts of uh um, intellectual backflips and experiencing cognitive dissonance to make what Chris was doing okay. Um, and it really wasn't until she, uh, things really got really bad that she realized, hey, this is not okay. And I think that that's a lesson that we, we can all learn to make sure, um, you know, we, we recognize the signs that, you know, of an abuse, of a relationship that's turning abusive or, you know whether it's one our friend of uh, our friends are in or we might be in ourselves yeah um it's more of we try to help as much as possible but then there's some people who um don't um who don't like um who won't accept our help i won't accept help and to a level, yeah, you're right. Um, they won't accept help, or it all. I mean, in order to get out of a bad situation, it all comes down to your network. It's mm-hmm. all about building those relationships, and in this case, it's unfortunate that she didn't pick the right person, and then just it developed from there. <laughs> just it just spiraled out of control. After that, and yeah, it's kind of, and I, I can understand that situation a little bit myself. But I, um, from friends who have been in the same situation, um, yeah. Um, but speaking of kind of a bad situation on like the opposite side. Have you um, heard of a place called the World Health Organization? Uh, I've heard of them. Um, they have done some good work, um, but I, th- I, I'm a little bit of a of a quibble with them for um, declaring gaming to be a mental illness and a mental disorder. Um, I mean, like, how does that work? How does um um how does getting the high score on a game constitute as not having all your marbles? <laughs> to say it more or less, I'm not well, trying to be. I, you know, we we've all know. You know, 
many of us have known somebody who you know can get a little obsessed with 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 the game or with gaming in general um, and get to the point where it takes over their life um, and to that to that end I don't disagree with with labeling it a disorder but I think we should call it what it is and that's really just addiction mate and you know and um, yeah. From what I've kind of read up on the subject, just out of my own curiosity, um, I I believe in most cases an, an addiction is really a symptom of something that's gone wrong in another area of a person's life, and this is the coping mechanism that they've chosen. Yeah, and to some um, to some extent, that is true. Like the. Um, the two parents going to the coffee shop and playing three days worth of World of Warcraft and then their um, son died, that can be – that's the thing. That be a textbook example of a um, gaming disorder. Mm-hmm. But the way they're shaping this out to be, they're saying that um, um, 20 hours worth of ga- gaming a week um, – is being considered that and I'll be I'll be bluntly honest I um I play like 35 hours worth of games a week and I but, you know but you're able to hold, you're able to function in society you're able to hold down a, you're able to hold down a job I think it's when you can't do those things that it starts to get considered a disorder um and then I I I I and then with that and with that context, I walk it back to well, what else is going on in this person's life that's you know causing them to want to? I'm on with Ian. Hey John, how are you doing? Um, uh, so far, so good. So far, so good. Um, yeah. We're just um, um, this um, this is uh, John Daniels. He's on the line, and we were just. Um, talking a little bit about um, the World Health Organization and how gaming uh, sh- shouldn't be a disorder. Uh, eh, gaming shouldn't be a disorder. So, you mean it shouldn't be called a disorder or it shouldn't be a disorder? It shouldn't be called a disorder. <laughs> okay, even if it is. Even well, and then my, my the question I would have then is, you know, what other kind of things that... Uh, are, are going to be called a disorder is watching Netflix on your couch for 30 hours a week going to become a disorder? Um, <laughs> obsessively going to Starbucks um, going to be uh, yeah. become a disorder? No. You know, how, how, find, how, how, many, uh, how, how far is this going to go? Well, you know, DSM-1 used to be published on paper. Now they'll just be able to make it an app and everything will be a disorder. Yeah, um, DSM five. Uh, the DSM five did put out a uh, a snippet saying that um, they're looking into seeing if um, gaming is is a disorder, but they don't have any conclusive information. <laughs> well, now that are they saying gaming in general or or addictive gaming? Uh, gaming in general. Um, like if you play more than twenty hours in a given week, you know you're, you're considered to have a disorder. Which... Okay, that's like drink. That's like measuring how many drinks you have in a day, or 
that kind of thing. You know, and th- this is a kind of thing where my my opinion, at least, context matters and matters greatly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, like how, how how so? Well, you know, if you're, you know, if it's if you have the kind of lifestyle where you know you can you can spend twenty hours a week gaming, but it's uh-huh. not impacting your your job, your social life, your other yeah. you know social commitments. Yeah. You're able to maintain those um, and still game 20 hours a week. I don't think there's a problem there. The official definition is a pattern of gaming behavior characterized by impaired control over gaming, increasing priority given to gaming over other activities to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other interests and daily activities, and continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. Ah. And replace, ga- a, you know, yeah. you can replace the word gaming in that definition with sure. just about anything and make <laughs> it a disorder. Yeah. yeah. For the disorder to be diagnosed, the behavior pattern must be of sufficient severity to result in significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, occupational, or other important areas of functioning and would normally have been mm-hmm. evident for at least 12 months. It just goes to show that having the real information in front of you lets you be a lot more a lot more sensible in your response to a question. Well done. It's like, hey, we just talked about how um, hey, we can't even play the national anthem, or I'm just saying that as a funny joke, you can't play the game anthem without um, have it being called a disorder. <laughs> but, no, um, the um, the amount of hours, the amount of um, consumption the person has shouldn't um, from the definition and shouldn't be that low because what's going to happen is people like within the gaming community um, can potentially use HIPAA in order to. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, sue people for having that um, gaming disorder, that disability. <laughs> but so, I'm, with that definition and um, how much, um, how much, how broad they have it, it is. Um, well, and and not just how broad the definition is, but it's how broad how. That it's being reported as really broad. Um, the, the reported or the, recorded? Reported. Um, reported. Like when the news okay. bro- when the news broke about this, you know, a couple of days ago, um, everybody kind of globbed on to the point of, you know, the the twenty hours a week being being the only uh-huh. measurement. The new the yeah. nuance of the definition that Randy just read for us was actually yeah. the first time I had heard it. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. I think both of your comments made sense. You you said context in general, and Andy's very specifics made it made it clear that uh, people are inclined, including myself, to react to something instead of reading more and then responding. Yeah, and, and like with this society, it's more of um, being able to. Um, it's more emotion than. Um, <laughs> People want to spread their feelings more often than not about yeah. Yeah. Um, about information. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it's too easy. I mean, it's so much easier to spread. Yeah, and like... You know, they used, to talk, they used to talk about somebody getting on a soapbox. Does any of you know what that comes from? Uh, I think I've actually heard the story about that. Um, you know, certain cities would have a public square um, in, you know... To be heard, to be heard, you sometimes had to literally get on a literal literal soapbox, so you could. You had to get on it. Yeah, you had to stand on a box so people could hear you. Exactly. Yeah. Now all we have to do is tweet, and even if we're <clears throat> a public office. I would, I would agree. Everybody who um, has a podcast um, is on a little bit of a soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's too like both of us, all of us agree. It's um, the definition is too broad. It needs to be condensed to be more like I would agree to some extent to have it be more like forty five hours because then it's taking over about one fourth of a person's life. <laughs> Um, I, I, have a friend, I have a friend who's a Vietnam vet, uh, PTSD. Uh, he is, well, he's my age. He's uh, near 70. And uh, he is very incapable of doing much physically. And he has had a, uh, he's, he's played, quote unquote, uh, what is it, Second Life? What is, what is the? Uh, second Life, yes. Yeah. He, and when I first heard about this 10 years ago, I thought, Tom, what are you wasting your time with that on? Uh, now he's, he has a lot of limitations, but on the game, he's not subject to those limitations. And the people who, you mentioned the, word, the words gaming community. Uh, I think people who think about gaming think, think about gaming as isolating. Um, but, in, but in my friend Tom's case, his, his fellow gamers are, are his community. And they're virtually available to him. Yeah, it makes things um, accessibility. It makes things a little bit easier. Like mm -hmm. all the people who are playing Call of Duty or Battlefield, there is a community there. Albeit some people want to curse to the high heavens, but there's still a community. <laughs> uh, what about uh, the violent aspect of gaming? Um, I mean, there is some violence. I mean, I um, I don't believe that um, gaming causes um, like <laughs> leads to I, violence. I mean, like to no, the I, extent I, that it's being portrayed. <laughs> I mean, the studies overall on this are overall inconclusive. But I'm kind of of the mind that if you can get your violent impulses out in a game. You tend to not want to get those out in real life. <laughs> Does the I guess my question, uh, more more finally, is is the is the violence of the of a game uh, a factor in considering whether uh, the gaming is uh, problematic? The amount of gaming. In other words, if I play just as much of a violent game as I do of a let's build a just world game. Uh, is there more addictive character to it? Is it more likely to impact my life if it's violent? Doesn't mean I'm going to be violent. It just means puts me in a different space in real life. Like um, there are some 
there are games that are meant to be rage inducing. Like I saw a uh, game yesterday called Golfing Over It. It's a it has the same premise as a game called Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy, where you have this kind of chisel hammer and you're trying to um, um, not play cards and shoot the moon, but literally... Um, yeah, you use your hammer to climb the mountain, basically, <laughs> if I think I... I think I know the game you're talking about. Yeah. Did you say rage? Did you say rage inducing? Yes. <laughs> and, there uh, are games, and based on the pictures <laughs> and the videos I've seen of that game, it could certainly I could see where it would induce a rage. Induce rage. There's, there's a certain point in the game, like um, you get you get eighty percent into the game, and then there's this rubber snake, uh, the snake to the left. If you if you take the snake, you start all. You go all the way back to the beginning, and uh, to some people, that would mean more like six hours of gameplay that they have to just redo. Oh man, it sounds like voting. <laughs> but no, it's. It, there are games that are meant to be rage-induced, and um, yeah, YouTube, yeah. Um, YouTube, and other social media platforms do do a good job to um, help people find out. Well, is this? Yeah. Um, can I um, um, play this game without wanting to punch a kitten? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> But no, um, so there are some games that are rage-inducing, but for the most part, the people who play them are generally good people, um, I would say. Um, um, but yeah, um, I find that um, like like the World Health Organization did <sighs> has not done a good job of... Um, Shrinking those uh, guidelines so that yeah my it, my biggest issue with that is is why why is gaming being singled out um, you know when when other types of electronic entertainment can be just as addicting and mm. could could you know induce the same type of uh, type of let's say ex- extreme uh, you know display the same extreme addiction type of type patterns like like watching any particular news program yeah or netflix or you know obsessively yeah. obsessively watching the office on netflix sure. or yeah. what have you yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah agreed you know they're they're soap operas. We yeah about people sitting in front of soaps yeah you know net there was a story a couple months back about a guy who um, watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy 700 times on Netflix, and Netflix actually reached out to him to see if he was okay. He was like... <laughs> I might not have the exact number right, but uh, but I think my point stands. Yeah, the one movie... The Ring of Invisibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one movie to rule the ball, yes. <laughs> my precious... <laughs> But no, um, speaking of kind of 
um, not rage-inducing, but more um, humble games, John. Um, tell us a little bit about your uh, board game. Uh, yeah, Home Sweet Homelessness. Uh, Home Sweet Homelessness is a board game uh, essentially based on chutes and ladders in which the, the random movement uh, forward in the game it can lead to uh, rising quickly or falling quickly based on chance. And it was used as a foundation of a group of residents in a shelter uh, and a homeless shelter to describe the experience of homelessness, falling into it, trying to get out of it. Uh, it is, uh, uh, it's being used heavily by homeless educators. Uh, and so it's a simulation of the homeless experience because the factors on the board um, are the factors that were in these real people's lives. So it's a simulation. Um, and it's a simulation that's meant by design to help people become more aware and more sensitive because it's empath it's empathetic, uh, it's empathic, and so people hopefully leave the game uh, saying, "Geez, I never thought of that." Yeah. Um, uh, wouldn't you say it's a lot like? Um, Shoots and uh, ladders is the basic foundation. Uh, you attempt to move forward. You attempt to end the game at the top. Um, and some sometimes you have something real good in the game, which was a ladder that shoots way up, or you hit a slide and you go way down. And so in this case, it's a function of the, the events in a, in a person's life in that homeless shelter. Uh, you know, a spouse dying, uh, a, uh, a, a parent dying, uh, a house burning down. Uh, foolish choice, addiction. Um, getting a housing voucher is something that can boost the person up, and so on. Yeah. Um, wouldn't you say that, um, like, uh, homelessness and um, getting just a tiny bit off topic, like, um, like disability, like disability awareness, isn't it a little bit like? Um, these people don't deserve it <laughs> that um, all that's happened in their situation is they've lost their contacts. And so uh, pe um, people are forced to live that life, uh, live on the street, um, uh, look for um, places to get food and um, um, really have to work hard to um, get out of that situation, right? Well, the, the first thing you mentioned, yeah, and the random, the randomness of shoots and ladders, it's not a skill game. It's not like, you know, poker, which has skill as well as luck. It's just pure, it was designed with pure luck because the people, by and large, the judgment we made in, in setting up the design was that the people in the public think it's somebody's own fault for being homeless. But in the shelter, you'll find people who were who are uh, uh, traumatized uh, either by uh, uh, fighting in a war or by uh, some kind of victimization that's occurred to them, or they have cognitive issues that they were born with, or psychological issues, uh, or addictions that they are not able to get out of. Um, and, and so they're, I I, I want to say, victims of circumstance. 
they're challenged to a much greater extent than we are. I can foolishly spend $50 today. Uh, if I were my friend Glenn and I spent $50 foolishly, I'd be homeless next week. So it's the same foolishness, but the context of the foolishness is different. Yeah. Um, but um, I wish Kathy were here right now because yeah. she would tell you that um, she never got to the top and that it is kind of rage-inducing <laughs> going in circles. <laughs> <laughs> But. You know, I, I, in my experience, it's not so much for one of the things on the game. There are five different. There are five different things you have to get. You have to get uh, a uh, an ID card. You have to get a diploma. You have to get a bank account. And uh, if you land on a on a circle, and there's one die, so there's one through six is what you roll. There are five circles. If you land on the circle that says, "Wait until you roll a five to get your diploma." And you have to wait until you roll a five. And I, I have, I have seen it not induce rage, but on the contrary, um, despair. People just tune out. People just fall into the fact that they can't do squat. Uh, they don't get angry. I've, I've never seen anybody get angry with that game. I've seen resignation and despair. And I think that's a much greater simulation. Of course, if they were drinking heavily under a bridge when they were playing the game, as you know, as is more, more, more normal in a lot of people's uh, homeless situations, they might they might start fighting with each other. But the but the simulation of the game induces despair. I, I, I understand. I um, I can certainly I can certainly see that. Um, you know, we've I think we've all had experiences where you know. Maybe not in this in a context of homelessness, but you know, it's a you know you you put forth effort to get up to reach a goal, and you continually fail for reasons that are out mm -hmm. of your control, and mm -hmm. you know each time it gets harder and harder to put forth the effort to try again. Yeah, yeah. and I like a. Like my job, what they um, I um, they have me go through um, lots of training, and one of the things that they say is that they always pick the candidate that has the most enthusiasm. Um, it's not a matter of some of it has to do with who um, who uh, who you know, and when going into their interview, but um, some of it is showing how much enthusiasm you have for the job and that's um like like if you're able to do the job and you're enthusiastic about it and happy and excited that that is the um like <clears throat> that's what's going to get you that job but then if like what you said like if a spouse dies and you lose your job, then um, getting hired into another place. Of course, your um, your emotions are going to suffer from that point. <laughs> so, or if somebody looks at you funny again because you have a tattoo, or because you're obese, or uh, whatever it is, uh, or or mixed racial, or something like that, uh, or gender un you know unspecific. Um, you're going to get the same thing. 
Yeah. So um, the enthusiasm gets sapped by frustration, and despair is what results. And perception <laughs> in yeah, yeah, many yeah. forms. Judgment. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exclusion. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like um, a little bit. Do we um, um, want to get um, into parenting a little bit? Things that um, Sunday was Father's Day, and <laughs> a, a, and I can't speak to that, but yeah, I know I know what not to do. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's pretty yeah. easy to know not to throw your kid off a bridge, but um, unless his name is Gollum, <laughs> right? <laughs> no. In which case, there's no help for him. Yes. Yeah. But no, um, no, like it's kind of funny. I just a little bit of tidbit, like um, the people who are playing games now are kind of like the fathers now, like. Um, it's like Ooh. in that regard, like so it is it's like eh, a gaming generation it's um uh they call my generation the millennials, right, Randy, <laughs> yes, but it's more of um, I have to quote a uh, youtuber called Grand Pooh Bear that um like our generation is kind of um the um Oregon Trail. <laughs> um how do you mean? A we grew up playing Oregon Trail on the oh, Apple II. <laughs> oh, see how much I know. <laughs> oh, I remember I remember Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remembered only from history questions that I couldn't answer in school. <laughs> uh, yeah. But and I always made sure that I uh, was nice to folks named Terry because I did not want to die from dissing him. So, <laughs> um, what game are you talking about? We have a generation. Oregon Trail. Yeah. What dysentery was one of the more famous things you could die from. Yeah. This, oh man! Thanks for giving me a second crack at that one. Yeah. Oh. Um, you died <laughs> of dysentery. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, this has been worth it just to get that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, we would ford the river, but I work for GM, so. <laughs> uh, but, but no. Um, well, so, no, I was wondering, except for the accident of uh, of the date of the calendar and Father's Day being something that just went by, it seemed like a kind of a mishmash of topics but so i so i have a question what's the relationship of gaming to fathering um be careful what you give your kids like um if Don't, it's you know for, if your if your child walks in while you're playing the new god of war maybe you should pause it <laughs> yeah or could you play it with your could you play it with your well it depends on your kids age i suppose huh? not my three and a half year old <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, what if you just what if you just got to investing all this time and getting to a certain level and you can't pause it? Yeah, and that happens. Like, um, I think that's where the game becomes rage inducing. Then (laughs) having your kid come in, it becomes rage inducing at that point. 
for reasons outside of the norm, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're frustrated because you want to keep playing the game, but the kid is there. And, and you know, your parenting responsibilities do come first. Yeah, and which is the interruption? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to that. that yeah, I mean, I mean, interruption or not, it, that, you know, the point he comes into the room and wants to hang out with me becomes my priority, so... Yeah, the game becomes the interruption of your life as father, mm-hmm. rather than fatherhood being the interruption of your life as a gamer. Right. Certainly. Is that? Do you know anybody who has a problem with that? Who who is less of a father because they're more of a gamer? Um. Any any of you? Not personally. Um, I can't say for certain, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but then again, um, little bit of a. Humbling. Um, I don't speak with my father, so. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's but that's. Um, but he may be gaming. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I could apply this to other addictions, including uh, conspicuous consumption or success. How many people uh, who who are in their forties, fifties, sixties were? were unfathered because of their father's addiction to succeeding at work, uh, getting a bigger house, uh, joining the golf club, drinking with his friends. Shoot. I mean, gaming is only another issue like that. It's just another um, small extension to everything else that people could do wrong. Um, Yeah, or get addicted to or be distracted by not that it's um not not that it's not as bad as sitting on the couch playing um watching TV for 50 hours which a yeah, week yeah. which is really my the question I have for the World Health Organization in yeah, uh, yeah. what why is gaming being singled out in this way Good. yeah yeah I appreciate the question more now it's probably because media and how it's um Got a lot of attention with um, Star Wars Battlefront Two, which we've never talked about, right, Phil? <laughs> I there was a second one. Right. Um, there was a second one. There was a second one. Yes, huh. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Oh, is that the one where you can get the pink Darth Vader if you play for forty hours a week? Yes. <laughs> Yes, and you can, um, and you can, um, and you can show off. Uh, you can use your pink Darth Vader to show off your pride and accomplishments. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And they can use those pride and accomplishments. <laughs> so, Phil, it sounds, it sounds from what it sounds from what you're saying like their addiction is built in. Um. Uh, no. De- no. No. Defend well. No game. Um, de- no game designer will admit to that, but you, you can kind of see it. There. Are, um. With this game. Um. What. Um. What happened with that upon launch was that they um, put in these things called loot boxes that are in certain countries now considered gambling, and. And their target audience were teenage children. So um, the government stepped in and has now made that um, 
made that portion of the game like illegal within certain countries and states within the U.S. So there's that. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of the, you know, here up in northern Michigan, we have a lot of uh, microbreweries and a lot of uh, uh, wineries, vineyards. And I can see that I can see the person who works in these places brewing something that they think of as something that will taste really good, that they'll be able to enjoy on their on their deck. Um, but of course, there are people who are going to get addicted to it. Is gaming ever designed for the moderate user, or is it always designed for the addicted user? Um, it has to be addicting, but there are some games that are used for like the moderate user, like um, Brain Age and um, uh, John. I'm going to. Um, yeah, that, that's a point that's going to have to be debated some other time. Yeah. Um, whether games are intentionally designed to be addicting um, or not. Yes. Um, I, we're kind of all out of time, right, Randy? Um, so, John, uh, where can we find you? Oh, I'm at my gamer. I'm in my gaming uh, keyboard now. See, I'm calling the keyboard so shit, you know, it's not true. I'm at my <laughs> gaming controller in my man cave. Okay. If, uh, if you Are you asking me for contact information, like email yeah. or... Or like, anything you want to plug, uh, or like um, like a website. Well, you know, Home Sweet Homelessness is probably uh, homesweethomelessness dot org. Homesweethomelessness okay. all one word dot org. Okay. All right, homesweethomelessness dot org. Um, yeah. Phil, uh, where can we find you? Uh, trying to decide what to play next now that I finished uh, God of War. Okay. And me, um, and me, yay, Waluigi time. <laughs> As always, uh, we'll, uh, uh, see you later. Uh, don't forget to be awesome in DFTBA. <laughs> Bye.